0: I am Gosna Tindrovo and this is the Tech Central Show brought to you by MTN Business. You can visit them on mtnbusiness.co.za and we thank them for partnering with the show. Today, we speak all things township economy. My guest is author, consultant and Gussie economy expert Gigi Alcock. Gigi, welcome to the show and thanks for joining us. Great, thank you very much. Thank you. Gigi, it might come as a surprise for most people when they meet Umlungu (laughs) and he's an expert not just on the township from an economic perspective, but, you know, you have a deep cultural understanding of the township as well. Could you tell us a bit about how the life of Gigi Alcock became so closely interwoven with the township? Sure. Mm. So I
1: grew up in a place called Msinga in KwaZulu-Natal. My parents were political activists and community workers. And they brought us up in a mud hut in a Zulu village in Msinga. And we grew up among the Mtonu and the Mtenbu tribes. And uh, my mother taught us at home. And so we just uh, grew up basically brought up like local Zulu kids, uh, stick fighting, goat herding. Mm -hmm. Uh, And um, and then post uh, finishing school, I couldn't go to university. So I couldn't afford to go to university. Uh, so I, I started my kind of career as a as a um, community worker and political activist as well in the mid-80s and then ended up through a long kind of story um, yes. in the townships. Uh, I realized that the only kind of skill I had was in accessing places that other people either didn't know existed or were afraid to go to or mm-hmm. didn't even know there was activities there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, with two uh, friends of mine Jablani Pagati and Sandile Busane we started a business called Minanawe marketing and Minanawe was really the first business to focus on the townships as an economy and as a as a marketing
0: opportunity yes excellent um so going back to those those Minnawe days uh, i mean i'm a township boy myself i'm from soweto Sure. and one one of the things yeah. that i enjoy obviously is igota you know yes. and uh Many people, many youngsters would not know that back in the day you know to have a slice of cheese in your quarter was not the norm It, it was something yeah. difficult to get, but you actually played a significant role in in making that happen. Could you tell us a bit about that?
1: yeah, sure. so um in two thousand and five, Parmalat asked us if we would uh, launch um, cheese slices into yes. the townships Yes uh, originally, they wanted us to launch into like the lunch boxes, school lunch boxes. Mm. And we said to them, no, 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 kids don't get uh, lunch boxes. They get ikeri or pocket money and they buy from the Obamuama who are selling, you know, kind of snacks, shwam-shwams, keep-keeps and, yes. and other things in the schoolyard. And then we um, suggested that they launch into quarters as an amaguinha, amaguinha being fed cook. Mm. Uh, and that was in 2005. At the time, you know, rich black kids were called cheese boys or cheese mm. girls because cheese never existed mm. In in the township space, unless you're rich, mm. uh, and we launched into Gortas and and Amakwina, and today Parmalat sells in excess of three billion rand's worth of cheese slices a Jeez. year, going into Gortas and and fed Cook. and in fact today it's very um, unlikely you'll get a quarter without um, yes. a cheese slice. Yes. Uh, so it was a hugely successful campaign, and and we really kind of pioneered that kind of thing of really understanding lifestyle or behavior mm-hmm. um, and then finding ways we could fit brands or products into that kind of space.
0: Yes. So um, <clears throat> talking about understanding lifestyle, uh, you recently did some work with Lesaka Technologies to understand how it is that digitization is changing behavior in the informal yeah. economy. Could you start by giving us an overview of what that is?
1: Sure, so maybe to rewind a little bit is that I think that the problem, and people think of township, I call my books Gassinomics, because of the kind of trying to change this mindset about what the the township was. Mm -hmm. But when they think of Gassi or informal, It tends to be kind of low income, low tech, unsophisticated and so on. And actually the mistake is that this is a, a very high tech space, but it's often appropriate technology. You know, So people are using smartphones and stuff in the ways that work for them. So we've seen over a, quite a long time, the kind of growth of, of, for instance, WhatsApp, Facebook Lite mm-hmm. uh, on smartphones. And, and I mean, I'll uh, give you an example. There's a young baker in uh, White City, in Soweto, you'll know White City, yes. uh, who has a bakery. And uh, over lockdown, he had a real problem with, um, with uh, his bread because people were coming to buy from his bakery. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he said to me, he moved on to e commerce. And so what he did is that he t- invited, he put his uh, business on Facebook Lite. Yes. So most smartphones come preloaded with Facebook Lite and WhatsApp. And uh, he invited people to send him Ipin. Ipin mm-hmm. is your pin location because you know you live a lo- in the location. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so so dressing is not so strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Ipin, so, so on his uh, uh, Facebook Lite, he had his offering of, of buns and cakes and stuff. And then he... Um, invited people to send him epin and whatsapp him their order mm-hmm. and uh, then he had these young guys with trolleys who walked around delivering in a vicinity of about 15 kilometers and we saw this real acceleration of um, using that kind of e-commerce. So that yes. was a kind of start of digitization. We saw, mm-hmm. you know, stock fails or what they call I'm a Society, so okay. savings groups, move on to WhatsApp because they couldn't meet face-to-face. Yes. So people would go and do the deposit at the ATM and then yes. they'd send a picture on the WhatsApp group yes. um, in fact I had one old granny who said to me, She said, I'm done, I use what what.
2: <laughs> I was like, What's what what?' <laughs>
1: and yes. she, she pulled out her smartphone yes. out of out of her chest here, yeah, yes, you know, course, and yeah. she said, um, she said, Hi there this what what mm-hmm. before I used to say get you, you know, run yes. child and go down yes. the road. Now I just go what 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 what, yes. what? Yes. you know, so we saw, you know, this again. So so that was a start of of in a sense digitization. Mm. The other part of it is that what we've seen over time is that there's a huge pain point around people withdrawing money at month end, mm-hmm. especially, you know, starting at, at a kind of, um, of a lockdown, mm-hmm. you had two to four hour queues outside ATMs and at retailer. So you'd find that you go there and then just people, they show you know, so as far as you can see these queues. Mm. And as I said, two to four hour queues. Mm. And most people would withdraw all of their money from the ATM yes. and then operate in cash. Because yes. the minute you left the shopping center or the formal space, yes. you paid for the taxi cash, you bought quarter cash, you yes. paid for your hair, the hair salon cash, you bought, you know, like, Potatoes from the bomama and yes. the rank cash and so on and so forth. So, mm-hmm. so that became a, a huge issue. People and yet at the same time, we had a very very high penetration of card ownership. Mm-hmm. So we have about at the time about twelve million social grant recipients. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are nine million child grant recipients, moms, and about 3 million old age recipients. Mm. And every one of them received a MasterCard-enabled card,
0: a Mm. debit card. Yes.
1: And so what you started getting is very quickly, on the one hand you have people using WhatsApp and Facebook Lite, particularly WhatsApp, Yes. so they're on their smartphones. And on the other hand, people are withdrawing money using their card, and they know how to tap when they're the pep or the ShopRite yes. or pick and pay, they tap with their card. Yes. Um, so a high literacy around card usage and okay. a high penetration. Now, it's very rare anywhere in the world that you have the poorest people yes. having a MasterCard. You <laughs> yes. know, if you think yes. about it, people in the low ends, if you went to Malawi or Zimbabwe or Nigeria, no oh. one has a card. Yes. But in South Africa, we had an average of about two cards per person at the lowest economic level. Okay. So that's, in a sense, the context and the environment that kind of, let's say, in 2020 happened. Mm. Uh, what you've also always had is that in the Sparza shops particularly, you've always had these little devices where you can buy what they call VAS products, which is mm. value-added, which is airtime, electricity, yes. lotto, bus tickets, yes. uh, and so on. Mm. But none of those devices have ever been able to accept card payments. Mm. So what has happened then is uh, so so going back now to lasaka yes. is that what we were communicating with Lesaka is right. Lesaka has about I think sixty thousand devices, the same um, vast devices selling airtime, electricity on a on a product called Kazang. Yes, Kazang very high penetration in the townships. Almost all sparses will have. One of these, uh-huh. many um, taverns, alcohol type outlets and some yes. salons, but yes. very high penetration of of these devices we can buy airtime electricity and so on in salons and I mean in, in taverns and spaza shops. Uh-huh. And maybe just as an aside, what we've also seen is a growth of what I call spicerets. Yes. These are supermarket type outlets. Yes. Cheaper than a shop, right? And a pick and pay on the yes. same branded item. Uh-huh. No queues. Yes. You can, in Mampara week, which is the last week of the month yes. when your budget is shorter than the month, Yes. you can go and buy on Esqueleti on, on, yes. on credit yes. with no interest from the and then walking distance you save taxi. Yes. So we've had a sophistication of spazer, spazers moving into the spazered sector at the mm-hmm. same time. So anyway, cut a long story short, um, is that what uh, people like Kazang did mm-hmm. Kazang being part of Lusaka, is they mm. added a card acceptance device. In other words, you could come now and tap your card at the device where you used to buy airtime and electricity. Yes. You could tap your card or swipe your card mm. to pay for your groceries but also you could do what they called cash back. Yes. You could withdraw money out of the till. Yes. So now instead of being at an ATM for two hours or four hours at the shopping centre, yes. you could walk over there to the spazarette, You could tap on the thing. You could draw 200 rand. You don't have to draw all your cash. Yes. You could tap, you know, draw 100, 200 up to whatever denominations of 100 rand. Yes. And then you could also pay for your groceries as long as it was over 50 rand. Yes. So... Um, in 2020, uh, people like Kazang saw zero transactions of card acceptance, card taps mm. at their 50,000, 60,000 devices. Yes. In 2023, they're doing a billion rand a month in card transactions. 42% of transactions are now card payments yes. at the spazerette, at, at the tavern and so yes. on and so forth. And in fact at Taverns it's even higher than forty two percent. But across yes. the board it's that. So there's been this extraordinary rapid digitization of of cash. Yes. Uh, where people are very happy now to go to an informal outlet and say, you know, and people don't say tap, they say swiper. Yes. Now you see people make their own homemade signs, you know, swiper, Swiper,
0: yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But now that rapid adoption of card payments means (laughs) that people are really comfortable uh, and feel safe using their cards. I mean, there are alternative payment methods. People can use their cell phones, for example, and things like that. Why is it that card is kind of seeing more growth than these other options?
1: Yeah. So so maybe the, 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 before I answer that again, um, if you look at people like Capitech, Capitech I think has 21 million uh, 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 bank Users, accounts yes. out there. So huge. I think the next biggest is FNB at 10 million. Capitech has seen also a rapid uh, digitization mm. Uh, And I think it's something like, and I'm just talking from media reports I've read, Uh is around about 60% of their 21 million people are now using uh, things like their app. Yes. And it's a data-free app. Yes. The problem with an app is that when you open your app in the taxi rank to do something, you've opened your phone, people can grab your phone, run away with it, and then now they can do transactions on your app. So people find things like apps not very safe. Mm. But a, for a card, you can go there yourself yes. and you can tap it yourself with your PIN number. Yes. People are much more comfortable with that. Yes. Uh, and so, so you've got a combination of a major pain point, mm-hmm. the queues, the mm-hmm. and another pain point being uh, the cost of a taxi mm-hmm. to go to an ATM. Mm-hmm. The third pain point is that you don't get mugged in your street. Yes. You get magged when you take your cash. You know, people uh, will tell you, you know, you're coming from, you've withdrawn all your money. Yes. And on the way home, you know, Abafana catch you and Bambinkunzi yeah. and whatever. And so yes. then you, you know, so, so you get robbed outside of your street, in your street. Oh, safe, yeah. if you get robbed, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The
0: yeah. boys will They'll be sorted sort out. out. Yes, you know? yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so you're safe in your street. And yes. the rates in your street. Uh-huh. So if I walk over there to the Spazeret, to the Somali guy, or even the South African Spazeret owner, yes. I withdraw my cash. No one's going to stop me here. Yes. So now you've got a major safety issue withdrawing money in the formal sector yes. and carrying that cash back home. Yes. So these kind of things have accumulated to say to people, it's safer to tap at a Spazeret. Yes. It's safer to withdraw my money at yes. a at a, um, Spazeret. And more importantly, people will say to you, no, my is only which means money yes. that's in your hand just it disappears. Just flies, yes. yeah. So so now, instead of drawing all your social grant, let's say you are Gork or you earn 1,900 rand mm-hmm. uh, a month, mm-hmm. instead of drawing all of that money mm-hmm. now, and carrying that now and having it there and also you know the kids come out, oh, or you know you yes. can say, I don't have money. So now, and your black tax is a big thing. Yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, now she can just go and draw two hundred rand, yes. and she's now got enough money for e-carry and whatever. Yes. And then next week she'll draw another two hundred rand yes. and stuff. And it costs her a little bit more mm-hmm. per cash back, mm-hmm. but it's safer, it's more manageable and stuff like that. So, yes. so what has happened is that um, you know risk issues of tapping on a device that you're not um, comfortable with mm-hmm. have actually, in terms of the scale of that issue, have actually you know reduced to a lower level than yes. other other issues cost yes. of transporters and all of these other things so mm. so i think i believe that there is going to be a very rapid digitization and i think it's not only in card payments and and stuff yes i was involved in launching a product called pay for the banking industry yes pay is a phone-to-phone instant payments across yes. different banks yes uh and in India, it, it's called UPI. It completely changed the payments industry in India. Yes. But I believe that we're going to find that digitization is going to be across a few platforms. The One is going to be card. Uh-huh. It will probably, in the next five years, reduce to about, I'd say, 30% max of cash. Yes. And that cash will be sub-50 Rand payments. Yes. Because most of the spouses and salons will say, under 50 Rand, you can't pay by card. Yes. Few of the fast food outlets, I've got the outlets and stuff, yeah. will make it this cheapest product. So, like a 25 Rand quarter. Yes. I so say you can pay like 25 that, yeah. for that. Yeah. But generally, under 50 Rand um, is going to be your limit. So, then yes. if you find someone who's buying potatoes at the Hawker yes. or buying, um, you know, those kind of things, mm-hmm. will probably still use cash. Yes. At anything higher than 50 rand, I personally believe that that will digitize incredibly fast. It will either be a phone, an app outside of a public place. Yes. It will be a um, pay shop. Uh-huh. And the biggest part is going to be card payments. Yes. Uh, and, and, and again, the reason it will also be sub-50 rand, when you send, you know, often they call the spouses fun. Yes. So run child, run down to the spaza shop yes. and get bread, milk, airtime, whatever. Yes. You're not going to give your kid your card. Yes. And your pin, because yes. then someone grabs them on the way or and whatever. That's, yeah. So, so under fifty rand, you'll still give the kid twenty rand or fifty rand. Say, give But yes. for the higher the numbers, you'll pay it yourself because you go and do that grocery shopping. You don't yes. say to the you young kid, child, yeah. go go running. So, so those factors are sub fifty rand will remain cash, mm-hmm. and there's a large number of those transactions. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, hence I'm saying thirty percent vast proportion will be digitized mm-hmm. and won't only be digitized. It's also going to be things like delivery and what I call, you know, e-commerce, e-commerce not yes. with an E with an I, you know, like <laughs> yes. the one in the, the ships, E-commerce. e-commerce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what I was talking about with Facebook and WhatsApp and these kind of things.
0: Yes. So, uh, Digitization is now benefiting the consumer, but uh, I mean, uh, I remember a couple of years ago, if I wanted to do a cashback at yeah. my local Emakule, yeah. it, it was quite expensive, if yeah. they even did it at all. Yeah. Whereas now, it's, it's pretty cheap you know uh, meaning that the merchants are encouraging it as well and they're getting benefits what's Correct. happening on the merchant side to push to push this digitalization
1: yeah so so the merchant has the same issues in the sense that when they leave the spaza especially the foreign guys when yes. they leave the spaza you know the guys watch them yes. the time and often you'll find the spaza owner will say you know if he's got a van or whatever he'll send the van with no money uh-huh. and then he'll go out separately and take a taxi to the wholesaler <laughs> and meet his van there yes um or they'll do all sorts of different things you yes. know like get his
0: brother to come through 100 yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. so
1: so they find there's a lot of uh, their robbery issues happen when they leave the spazzarette yes it doesn't happen they don't have an armed robbery generally in the street there so what we find is that, you know, for them, suddenly there's a huge advantage mm-hmm. of having the money on their, in their bank account or if you like Kazang, it's a wallet. Mm-hmm. So if you're a foreigner, you don't have as big issues around getting a bank account. You can open a wallet and uh, you can then use that wallet. So Kazang has an app. Mm-hmm. When you go to the wholesaler, be it Devlin or KitKat or eversaw so Education Carry, mm-hmm. you can then use your wallet or your bank account to pay. Okay. And so especially in the alcohol industry, the tavern guys, you know, they don't want to leave there and then go to Big Daddy's in Devland and go and buy their alcohol there. Yes. Carrying cash, they have a similar issue. Yes. Um, And also taverns are operating at night, so they don't want to um, have cash and stuff. So so for the outlet owner, what we've found is that it's even more beneficial to yes. not operate in cash, to be able to play your suppliers. The Coca-Cola truck or the brewery's truck comes to deliver. Yes. Instead of you giving them cash, they yeah. get penalize you for cash. They don't want to take cash. Oh. Now you can pay them. And, um, and one of the interesting things, even some of the outlets, so when the guys come to deliver, if you've prepaid, yes. they arrive there sometimes to deliver, whether it's your beers or your, your ngutus or whatever it might uh-huh. be. Um, And then they haven't got some stock. You've paid for it. Yes. So now you've paid, say, 2,000 rand, and they deliver 1,800 rands worth of stuff to you because there wasn't stock. Mm -hmm. And now you've paid an extra 200 rand. Yes. Whereas now, when they arrive there, you don't pay them until they arrive. When they arrive, you pay for what you got. Uh And if they don't have that stock, you can still go and pay elsewhere. You haven't put your cash into that thing. So. Uh So so there's a lot of benefits for the trader. And so what happens is the trader says, oh, go, go. you yeah. know, you normally pay five rand to Swiper. I won't charge you five rand, just Swiper here, because now they're wanting the money yes. onto their system as opposed to receiving cash.
0: Yes, awesome. So now, but then the general perception is that businesses in the township economy do not want to formalize because they mm-hmm. don't want that paper trail. But here's this data showing that, listen, they actually enjoy the benefits, you know, what's actually yeah. happening there.
1: So that story is rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People say, oh, but they don't want to pay tax and all of these things. Yes. Absolute rubbish. In fact, many, many of these businesses have actually registered and so on. Mm. And and if you look at it, for instance, most township, all township businesses who are not VAT registered yes. pay 15% VAT, but they don't claim it. Whereas most businesses can claim their 15% on their On their purchases, on their stock ups, so there's a 15% benefit, which is much higher than they'd probably pay on their tax anyway. So you know, people often don't think about that vet, and if he was registered as a company and he had a a, a track record, you know, he could um, claim it back. He could claim it back, and Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. So. The first thing is that um and, and when you look at the tavern environment, the alcohol environment, you have yes. to have a liquor license. Yes. So you're already on the map anyway. Um, yes. you know, and when you go and purchase your stuff at Macro or Big Daddy's wherever, you have to show your liquor license. Yes. They're putting it through the system anyway. So yes. it's not like people are really it's like it sounds like these are drug guys, you know, it's all Trying under the away. thing and whatever. <laughs> it's not true. Most of mm. these businesses um are quite happy to have a paper trail in fact they prefer a paper trail yes uh, and there's many examples i could show you of this i mean people like kazang they uh, started their business with putting drop safes into uh into what's called midi wholesalers which are these uh, independent somalian ethiopian wholesalers the drop safe allows that guy to receive the cash and put it into that drop safe the minute it goes into the safe he the risk goes away from him and the money appears on his account Ah. Pell is an F&B company that started this a couple of years ago, mm. and what they saw is that there was a much people preferred to put the money in the drop safe, even yes. though there was now a track record of it. And I'm talking around three hundred to up to six hundred thousand rand a day yes. in cash deposits going into those. Because yes. actually, the the disadvantage of having a paper trail is dramatically offset yes. by the advantages of having a financial record yes. of having no cash and so on. Yes. And I'll give you an example of the of the record. So I just read an article again, I haven't worked with them, but people like Yoko, I think no. Yoko there was an article the other day that they've dispensed about two billion rand in loans. Yes. I've done some work with a company called ECOCA which also accepts card payments. Yes. They've dispensed millions and millions of rand to traders. Mm. So what do they do? If you have a track record of, of, of card transactions through their yes. device, yes. they will extend you an advance, call it a loan if you want, yes. of up to a million rand in some cases mm. to invest in your store, yes. and they will then deduct it just f- through the transactions that go through that. Yes. So there's much higher benefits of being on the map and and being de- digitized and having a track record a yes. much higher benefit than yes. this like you know anecdotal story of like i ah, they
0: don't want to be on the map yes and 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 actually it helps grows these businesses because what you find a lot with township businesses is that they grow to a certain point yeah and perhaps they stagnate you know
1: you're 100% right and yes. that's one of the very biggest problems and i talk a lot about you know the real opportunity in the townships not about startups mm. there are millions of of hundreds of thousands of township businesses, entrepreneurs, wherever, in every sector. I mean, we talked about salons, uh, taverns, um, spouses, but then you've got all sorts of other sectors. You've got the... Uh, multi-sectors and 80, as an 18 billion rand a year sector. Mm. Gassi mechanics and panel beaters, that's yes. about 80,000 gassi mechanics and panel beaters. Yes. The taxi sector is 50 billion rand a year. Yes. Uh, you know, there's literally everyone. There's bakeries and all of these kind of things. Yes. And the, the reality is that the opportunity lies in scaling up. Mm-hmm. Where, how do they go from wherever they currently are to the next level? And generally yes. they need things like financing, They need financial records. They need non-cash ways of managing their business and stuff like that. Now they can compare what they bought in stock and what they received for payment. What's their margin? Are they not making enough money? Mm -hmm. You know, It's not like the back of a cigarette or a piece (laughs) of cardboard before. So these things enable these businesses to become more professional. And I believe the opportunity is what I call hybrid formalization. Mm -hmm. Certain things will be informal like operating from a container in front of your
0: house. Yes. But other things will be formal, like a digitizing of cash and, yes. and so on. Um, but when we talk about technology, digitization of cash is one thing, but let's talk about township mechanics, for example. Yeah. Um, you know, People might think a township mechanic is someone on the side of the road, you know, who who doesn't have enough spanners or something like that. But actually, technologically, they're also quite advanced in the way they run their business. Could you speak a bit to that?
1: Yeah, sure. You know, uh, a while ago, my uh, mother-in-law has a second-hand old Mitsubushi, and I took it to a local garage here. They said, tow it to the scrapyard and dump it there. It's not worth repairing. And they told me this. Anyway, so I called my buddies. And I said to them, listen, I need a Mitsubishi mechanic. Yeah. And these guys arrived at my place and they yes. took, looked at the car and then they said, hey, why didn't you tell me? We needed diagnostic. <laughs> and then they, they took the car and they went to Soweto somewhere to yes. there where they operate from. Yes, And they called me about a few days later. I went oh. to fetch it at Midway on the edge of Soweto where you get a yes. lot of the mechanics there. Yeah. And they had a proper diagnostic machine. They plugged it in. They fixed the car. And I mean, I'm talking two years ago, my, yes. my, uh, my mother-in-law refuses to service it anywhere else. She's like, Gigi, please send it to those Saweti so yes. Gassi mechanics of yours. <laughs> yes. You know, so we make this mistake of thinking they're not. And, and you know, I mean, the Gassi uh, panel beaters and mechanics are very sophisticated business. Mm-hmm. Most of those 250,000 taxis yes. uh, get serviced. The ones that are not financed and still have warranty issues are fine. Yes. They're, they're serviced. Even the panel beaters, you know, you can drop off your vehicle, it's got some problems in it in the evening, uh-huh. and you fetch it tomorrow morning. You don't yes. lose time on the road. You take it to a panel beater in the formal sector, it sits there for six weeks. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and when you visit these guys, I mean, there's a guy. Also in Midway, I went to visit who has a gussy, uh panel beating shop. And mm-hmm. he does at any given stage, 20 to 30 vehicles. Jeez. But it's like under this kind of corrugated iron roof and doesn't <laughs> look, you know. But anyway, yeah. um, I said to him, how do people find you? Yes. He said on Google. Yeah. So he said Google, and I check his name, I go into Google. He's registered his business on Google, yes. uh, you know, the business uh, index there. Yeah. Um, and he says, now people Google and then they find him, and he says they have repair quantum's and this and that yes, and whatever. Yes. And uh, and and so again, you know, these guys are quite sophisticated. And I was asked to comment on a News Twenty Four article recently, where they highlighted that a large number of the Uber and Bolt and the e-hailing businesses now yes. all service their cars. Uh, at gas mechanics and panel beaters, yes. partly because they can don't have to take the vehicle off the road. They could drop that vehicle at someone's uh, business in the mm-hmm. evening, and the next morning they fetch it. It's been the guys worked through the night, and then yes. there off you go. Um, and of course, there's the guys on the side of the road outside of Midas, and you know, you yes. go and buy your brake pads inside at Midas. You walk outside, hey, Lamini here, you give him the pads, yes. you pay him 350 Rand, he fits yes. them, and you drive off. Yes. But for the main things, you're surprised. I mean, I've got some lovely pictures. I've got one picture of a guy in, uh, with a cabriolet little Mini Cooper S, yes. and he's got the motor out, and uh, and I said to him, this, this motor will never go back in that car. You can might as well. A Zali and Gorku, yeah. <laughs> It'll have chickens <laughs> nesting in it. Yeah. Hey, He got upset with me. He says, he says come back in a week's time. Yeah. Two, a week later, I went there. The Mini was gone. He was like, yeah, you see. It was <laughs> yeah. Peggy Pants. Yes. Guys, the guys are very
0: good at what they do. No, you know? we,
1: you know, and, and that's why I didn't call my thing uh, the informal economy. And I yes. called it Gysinomics because, it implies a different thing, that it's actually an economic sector that you've got to respect. It's not just informal, and it's not just uh, hawkers on cardboards on the ground. Actually, a lot of those sectors are are highly sophisticated Mm -hmm. sectors. Uh, And even the bakeries, you know, I'm doing a job at the moment for Supreme Flour, Mm -hmm. where we've signed up a couple of thousand bakeries on a WhatsApp database, Mm -hmm. and they can earn Rewards where they can take a photo of their till slip, submit it, yes, and um, and uh, the, depending on the number of supreme flour bags that they've purchased, they receive rewards and they could get an oven or or aprons or tables or whatever it might be. I mean, I'm talking now literally earlier this week. One of them sent in a WhatsApp. They would bought thirty ten kg bags. That's a pallet yes. of supreme flour. Jeez. and that outlet is. You go into that bakery. I mean, to get there, you go and you think, well. then you go there and this guy has a proper bakery. He's doing a couple of hundred loaves of bread mm. a day. And then he's got a bucky. He sells half his loaves of bread to pick and pay, mm-hmm. who resell the, the bread. I mm. mean, if pick and pay is accepting, it's not like some you know, yes. home industry. Uh, and I think we often underestimate how sophisticated and, and high-tech these, these uh, outlets are.
0: Mm. Mm. um so so looking at at the sophistication you did say card payment is probably going to dominate while pay shop is going to come along um uh, do you think pay shop could be doing better in the south african market i mean we look at india and brazil yeah and 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 we see there that you know it's really driving the informal economy what factors do you think are are perhaps holding it back here
1: so look it's very new yes um And so it's not a a well-known, and I think that there could have been a much better marketing campaign to market it. I think that there are two other primary issues. The one is that it's not a standalone payments thing. You have to open your app, put in your password and everything, and then go and find PayShop and then do it. Yes. The benefit, of course, you don't have to put beneficiary details. You can just put a phone number, and that reflects the other person's bank account, Uh and it's instant. But the um, but I do think that that's a problem. The fact that it's in app. Uh-huh. The other thing that when it launched, most of the banks charged ridiculous amounts of money. Okay. Um, where then Capitech and Time Bank entered literally about a month ago, or so, yes. I'd say, and they came with like almost zero fees. Yes. Time Bank was zero. TimeBank is free. Yes. Uh, Capitec was free up to a certain amount, and then a really low amount after that. Yes. Uh, and I think that it's short sighted of the other banks to to go with the fee structure they've gone with. It's insane, mm-hmm. um, but they're protecting their own internal kind of within bank payments, yes. uh, and and like e wallet, yes, you know, yes. is being protected, yes. and so on and so forth. But I think that that will change. I mm-hmm. think the pay, the cost will will come down. Uh, there's no question. I mean, if if uh, Capitec has 21 million people and then it goes and it says, you know, we're not going to charge expensive prices, yes. uh, then suddenly that, that will accelerate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you, you know, the thing is, is that in Brazil, as you mentioned, they've used WhatsApp for e-commerce and payment. Yes. And we're just behind the curve on WhatsApp. I mean, WhatsApp… WhatsApp for business is one of the most extraordinary tools. And, and my argument is in Africa, yes. and even more so in South Africa, yes. WhatsApp is going to be the primary kind of business tool and digital tool for e-commerce and, and everything. Yes, And why is because primarily it costs you no know, data. At the beginning of the month, you buy a bundle. Yes. And then for the rest of the month, you've more or less got uh, you know, um, unlimited Texting and pictures and stuff yes, like that, yes. depending on the bundle you purchase. Yes. That's a very clever, you know, kind of platform. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that, you know, people in, in you know, black people love groups. Mm-hmm. The concept of community is incredibly powerful. Yes. Now with WhatsApp. Like, I hate groups. I'm always exiting groups. <laughs> yes. But I see some of my gassy connections. Yes. There's a church group. Uh, there's a stock fellow society group. Yes. There's yes. a school group. Yes, there's a, a group for everything. Yes. Because it's a more natural way of doing things. Yes. And that means that uh, WhatsApp, for me, is the real digital front runner. Yes. Uh, followed by Facebook Lite, in a way. Yes. Other the thing is, is that most of these, you know, people like Pep sell 12 to 15 million smartphones a year. hmm Other companies, um, you know, sell. So we sell around about 20 million plus smartphones a year. Uh They sit around 300 to 500 rand smartphones, Uh but they come with a very low memory. Uh So generally, after you've got, but they can preloaded it with WhatsApp and Facebook Live. After that, it becomes very difficult to load other apps uh-huh. because of your mem- memory restriction. Yes. And that means that um, – and then people hate the fact that they chow your data when they up- uh, auto-update. Yes. So I believe that, uh, you know, that resistance to loading and the, and the problems to load more apps – Yes. This is not going to be an app revolution. It's going to be a WhatsApp revolution. Yes. And that yes. digitization on those kind of platforms. Yes. Now, I'm involved in a business called Yebo Fresh, which does online uh, bulk delivery. So a Spaza Shop can order, uh-huh. and then they'll have it delivered literally the next day in a yes. township. So uh, it's an online wholesaler, basically. Mm. And we move from an app and a website to WhatsApp. Mm. So now the Spaza can just order on WhatsApp. Mm. Go into the WhatsApp and order, and we just saw incredible take up Jeez. of that platform. So, yes. so that's the direction I believe it'll go. And from a tech space and and digital space, how can you incorporate technological issues that you know that that take into account these limitations mm. that people currently have? Mm. People mm. want to be digital. Yes, They're online, they're yes. in many ways, but yes. it's often other things you haven't thought of, like m- limited memory on your phone, Yes, uh, that one needs to consider. Yes, it's true. I, I, you're right
0: about the economy and, and, and the sense of community. I mean, most people know the person who does their hair and they... Probably right. book the appointment yeah. through WhatsApp Ex- beforehand, and so yeah. it would just be that one step further yeah. to say, okay, I'll pay you now yeah. on the same platform. A
1: hundred percent, and mm. I mean, you mentioned hair salons, you know. Yes. So the way that people uh, most most of the hair salons, they don't. Uh, employ staff. Mm-hmm. Each one of the styling stations is rented out. Yes. So I put up the outlet and then each person, like Uber style. Yes. But the interesting thing is what the guys do to advertise their new styles they might have. Yes. They change the profile picture and yes. they think to the new style. <laughs> yes. And yes. it's a great marketing. <laughs> yes. You talk about digital. Yes. And because, of course, it shows you who's um, you it's see your, your hair salon uh, has changed their profile yeah. uh, picture and you go and you check, Ah, oh, look at that new braids or yes. whatever it might be. Yes. And then that's <laughs> and it. And they talk about digital, that's such a clever way and as mentioned earlier, appropriate
0: technology, using yes. it uh, to, to do that kind of thing. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Gigi, uh, thank you so much for your time and, and telling us all that you know about the Kasi economy and uh, we hope to see you next time again. Wonderful, thank you. Thank you.